One final round of thunderstorms, then the shift is on. This is way over our heads. It's a weather and climate podcast. I'm Jim Dubois. Kenny Blumenfeld's a climatologist. Kenny, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty Saturday-ish. How are you, Jim? <laughs> Same here. Another beautiful day. Mid-60s for the high today. Not quite as warm as it was yesterday, which kind of felt like a final blast of summer. Yeah, yeah, it did. Uh, you know, so we had the, the really nice weather on Friday. Warmth. Felt a little muted. I don't know if anyone's ever noticed this. When you get those warm spells and those heat waves, once you get into the middle part of fall, even if the air temperature resembles summer, the air itself doesn't feel like summer because you've got that muted sunlight. You know, we're, we're past the equinox, which means that our, our early to mid-October sunlight is <laughs> it's only as strong as the sunlight in early March or even late February. Yikes. So, yeah, yikes. Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> if, if it feels like it's, you know, you can't get that heat on your skin the same way. That's because we're, we're down to late winter sunlight strength. But, you know, we have the benefit of there's still a pretty large storehouse of, you know, warm air, or especially in the subtropical parts of this continent. And, and so uh, it, we still get the opportunity to feel warm if we pump in those southerly winds. But I noticed on Friday that even though it was 80 degrees, it just had a dim feel to it. I mean, I loved it, but it had a dim feel to it. It didn't feel hot. And it certainly didn't feel the way 80 feels when it's you know late March or early April. Kenny, you're right about that. I, I think muted was the right word that you used. I mean, it, it, it felt nice. And I was out driving in a convertible yesterday into the evening hours and yeah, it was nice, but it just didn't have that same summerish feel. Maybe because of how dry it is, there was, you know, really no detectable humidity in the air. <laughs> That's true. And, and then another question. Couldn't help but notice yesterday, that would be the 9th of October, Friday, that the skies were a bit hazy and this was uh, smoke from wildfires. Did that tamp down maybe the high temperature? Oh, I think it did. I mean, at least in the parts of the region that we're really seeing the kind of thicker levels of smoke uh, in that middle middle and upper parts of the atmosphere, there were areas in northeastern Minnesota that absolutely obliterated their old daily high temperature records. I mean, Duluth uh, had broken its daily high temperature record by, you know, by I think it was by one in the afternoon. It had already torn through that. And just checking their official high temperature in Duluth yesterday was 80. Their previous uh, record had been 76. So <laughs> they, they, they obliterated that. But in, in parts of southern Minnesota where there was this sort of hazy, kind of smoky sky, we lost a few degrees off of what we had been expecting. I think uh, a lot of the Twin Cities area was forecast to be in the mid-80s. And we only hit about 80 most of the most of southern and central Minnesota you'd have to go uh, you know to the Minnesota River and places south and west of there to get temperatures well into the 80s uh, yeah so I do think that smoke and haze that hazy effect uh, may have trimmed back the temperature a few degrees 
I didn't hear anyone complain though, Jim. <laughs> oh no, it was oh, believe me, I was not complaining. I was just yeah. making an observation. I oh no I would no no love no. I mean, a like, string of days we, like Friday, the 9th of October. Oh yeah, I wasn't accusing you of whining about an eighty degree day. I'm just, I'm saying, um, you know, usually it's such a bummer when you're expecting you know temperatures to be a certain level and then you you can't reach it because clouds or or smoke or haze kind of interfere with some of the heating. But to even be talking about upper 70s or 80s in October is such a gift that nobody, I mean, we, I didn't hear a peep from anyone. <laughs> People just thought, ah, yeah, we'll take it. It's a nice day. And even, you know, I think Saturday, the day we're recording this, I think a lot of us had looked at the forecast or looked at the charts and thought, oh, it's going to be a little bit chilly. And it was chilly this morning, but what a what a crisp and spectacular sunny fall day we're having throughout much of Minnesota on Saturday. And of course, one of the reasons we're chatting now is because things are going to change a little bit, aren't they, Jim? Yeah, let's talk about that, Kenny. It looks like, uh, do you think this may be our last taste of thunderstorms for a few months coming up on Sunday and especially into Sunday evening? here in the metro? Yeah, I mean, you know, in terms of the kind of cold front driven summer style thunderstorms, I think what we're looking at on Sunday might be the last for the season. All that said, I mean, you can't count thunderstorms out any month. We've had them every month, as you know, and we talk about a lot in certain snow situations, you can get lightning and thunder. And it's not unheard of, to have, you know, rain with embedded thunderstorms or even little lines of thunderstorms or clusters forming in the winter months. We've had them. It's just that this sort of summer style, I mean, we're going to be kind of warm and toasty on Sunday. There's going to be a strong southerly and southeasterly breeze and then a good low pressure system moving in. And the combination between the, you know, marginal heat and humidity that will be in place but the, and the very strong uh, dynamics or the, the orientation and speed of the winds aloft, those will combine to uh, to produce probably a, like a line or maybe even a couple bands of pretty fast moving thunderstorms on Sunday evening. And some of those could produce a little bit of wind damage. There's a small chance because there's so much rotation in the atmosphere, there's actually a small chance for an isolated tornado. The most likely outcome is that none of the thunderstorms do damage of any sort, but you get some lightning, some thunder, some heavy rains, and maybe some gusty winds. But there is a chance that, you know, these storms could knock a few trees down. Uh, a few of them could get pretty energetic, especially with those strong winds aloft. And I do think that, you know, if we do have other summer thunderstorm type events coming, well, A, they're not going to happen within the two-week period after we speak. And B, there would be, you know, there would be one or maybe two of them between now and, and next spring. We're certainly coming towards the end of that convective weather season. Again, you can get a, a regular old thunderstorm embedded in some rain any time of the year, and you can get thunder and lightning with snow. But the sort of summer-like warm season-like situation that we're going to be dealing with on Sunday is, uh, you know, either the last or one of the very last that we'll see until, you know, what, March, April, or maybe even May, depending on when the, the thunderstorm season kicks back into gear in 2021. 
2021. <laughs> oh, let's hope. You're saying let's goodbye only, to weather until yes. 2021. <laughs> and let's hope 2021 is a better year. You know, <laughs> so please, please, many please. Way. I mean, you know what? I mean, seriously, if it's not, then we are in real trouble. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> it manages to be worse in 2020. Wow. Yeah, it's hard to imagine how it possibly could be. But then my expectation level has declined considerably declined during during 2020. Yeah. But uh, fingers yeah. crossed that things will be looking up in 2021. Kenny, any chance of any hail out of this system or any hail of any consequence? Well, I mean... You know, the, the the cool thing about thunderstorms when they come in the colder or turning cold season or at the beginning of the warm season when the upper atmosphere is very cold is that they don't have to work very hard to produce chunks of ice and that, you know, end up falling as hail because the uh, as the updrafts get lofted higher into the atmosphere, you get those temperatures of, you know, negative 30, negative 40 degrees where everything turns to ice and, and hail forms pretty readily. It's possible. However, I would say that this particular situation is not conducive to large hail. So I wouldn't be surprised to see some pea and some marble-sized hail, you know, maybe nickel-sized hail, and maybe a few reports of hail up to, say, an inch in diameter. But I don't think this is one of those situations where we're going to have widespread you know, golf balls, ping pong balls, and tennis balls falling. Uh, I just, I don't see that kind of situation set up. I, we just don't have the updraft strength because we don't have the instability, even though we do have the cold conditions aloft. So I would say hail is possible, but damaging hail is more of a remote possibility. And also with the winds, I mean, most areas will just see some gusty winds as the thunderstorms pass through you know, gusting 30, 35, maybe 40 miles an hour. But in with some of the stronger updrafts, and especially where you get these bands of storms that kind of accelerate forward, driven by those strong winds a lot, that's where you might see a few instances of winds gusting over 60 or 65 miles an hour. I don't think it would be a widespread wind damage producing thunderstorm system. For the Twin Cities area, we're talking about Sunday evening, maybe late Sunday afternoon into the early evening hours, to the west of the Twin Cities and kind of affecting most of Minnesota, really. Uh, I wouldn't say the Arrowhead has a great chance of any severe weather, but uh, almost the entire rest of the state uh, is some risk. So Sunday afternoon into Sunday evening, kind of, you know, keep an eye to the sky. It's almost certainly going to rain and you're probably going to see lightning and thunder. Get a chance for some isolated, uh, bumpier and potentially at least mildly damaging storms uh, embedded in the, in the larger area of, of rain and thunderstorms. What does the rain situation look like, Kenny? I mean, things are so incredibly dry throughout so many areas of Minnesota. Are we looking at potentially a decent amount of rain, enough to maybe uh, quench the thirst of some of the plants that are still doing quite well, considering it is getting close to mid-October? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see any widespread heavy, heavy rains that accumulate, you know, two, three, four inches or anything like that. There is a decent slug of moisture coming with this system. And the, the upper level dynamics and mechanisms that support precipitation are pretty robust. But everything's going to be moving along quickly. And we just we don't have that really tremendously deep surface moisture and instability 
So I think that we'll see, my guess would be that we're going to see some pockets of, of rain between one and two inches, possibly kind of widespread, especially over central and maybe parts of northern Minnesota. And then the rest of the state seeing, you know, half an inch to an inch of precipitation with, again, there could be pockets where you get a little bit more. I think what that would do is sort of wherever you are in terms of drought or in terms of just general wetness overall, it would sort of keep you there for a couple, you buy yourself a couple more weeks and helping out the temperatures are really going to drop after this. So you kind of teed it up, Jim, when you said, uh, you know, is the shift on? The shift might be on. It looks like even though last time we talked, I was pretty confident that we were going into, you know, a good two week warm spell the combination of uh, Hurricane Delta kind of coming in and throwing a big curveball into the circulation pattern and the cold front following this system tomorrow being a little more aggressive and getting a little more entrenched than we had been able to see a week ago does look like cool air is just going to kind of not just hang around but reinforce itself a couple times uh, over the next week. So after we get this rain, uh, on Sunday. And again, I don't think it's going to be, it's not quite a drought busting rain and it's not, it's certainly not a turning point type of rainfall event, but it could be enough to, you know, buy us a couple extra weeks and then the temperatures are going to drop. So we're not going to see a lot of evaporation in the days and maybe even week to two weeks following, following this rainfall. So that'll keep things a little more moist. I don't see the rivers or streams rising up to bankful or anything like that. I don't see the lakes suddenly bouncing back up again. I mean, definitely, we've had a dry run for the last month or so. Now, in Minnesota, the growing season technically is over, correct? Even though I look yeah. out at our garden and uh, the roses are blooming, the daylilies are blooming, the snapdragons continue to bloom. I mean, there's still life there, but once we get that first freeze, which we had a couple of weeks ago, and then some frost, that's pretty much technically the end of the growing season. And then the National Weather Service doesn't issue any more frost or freeze warnings, correct? Uh, once that right. happens? And yeah. So there are going to be some listeners who are in an area where maybe they got a frost or a freeze, but it wasn't a killing freeze. And so certain crops or certain plants are still growing pretty healthily. But somewhere in pretty much every county, there has been a killing freeze at this point. So the Weather Service doesn't really have, there's not much value in them monitoring for further frost or freeze. But yeah, it's, you know, we're either at or near the end of the growing season throughout the state of Minnesota. And you're right, we had a couple, we had some early frost events in rural areas back in September, and then the Twin Cities area and the rest of southern Minnesota kind of caught up in the last week or so. So Kenny, a question for you. On Friday, was it my imagination or was there kind of a whiff of, let's say, a smell of agriculture in the air here in the Twin Cities? You know, having spent as much time as I have in southwestern Minnesota, being on farms and near farms, uh, there's a certain odor that sometimes permeates the air. And when I stepped outside on Friday morning, uh, that aroma caressed my nostrils. Ah, it, the manureish. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I actually, for whatever reason, did not notice it, okay. even despite giving it ample opportunity. 
but we've had this every fall uh, in recent years. It's uh, yeah, it does smell a bit agricultural out there, and it's and it's usually right at this time. Um, you know, we'd have to talk to someone from the Pollution Control Agency or the Department of Agriculture who who knows exactly what's going on. But I imagine it has it has to do with the timing uh, of you know where we are in the nutrient cycle and where we are with manure applications at the end of the season and things like that. But it was, uh, yeah, it's, I've certainly noticed it other years and I heard some, some buzz about it uh, the last couple of days also. So it's a good observation. Well, Kitty, it looks like the active uh, hurricane season and the active tropical storm season continues on. So this is an unusual year, correct? Unusual season oh, for hurricanes? Man, yeah, we made it to Delta. I mean, are you kidding me? <laughs> and I mean, we're, uh, we are deep, deep, deep in the hurricane naming alphabet. And, uh, and, you know, it's only early October. So it's conceivable that we could have additional named storms. Uh, it's conceivable that we could have additional significant named storms yet this season, uh, whether they are landfalling or not is a, is a different matter. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see us go deeper into the alphabet uh, and, and the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah, it's been unusual. But here in the upper Midwest and in Minnesota, we are going to be not very tropical at all for uh, just looking at some of the recent weather modeling. And again, you know, take it all, I suppose, with a grain of salt, because these are the same models that made me very confident that we were going to have a predominantly warm October the last time we spoke. And those same models are telling a very different story. Uh, just to kind of tease everybody a little bit, the global forecast system model, which that's the GFS, it's the kind of signature model for the United States federal government, the NOAA model. This one has something that looks like a early winter storm next weekend in Minnesota, especially in central and northern Minnesota. And there have been some versions of that scenario advertised by this model now for a couple of days. And that's four different runs per day. So there's starting to be some consistency with that uh, notion. I'm not predicting a snowstorm yet. I'm just saying that in the models anyway, there's some hint that with cold air hanging around and a weather system coming through, we might actually have wintry weather here in Minnesota. And that's just next weekend, you know, around the, what, 17th and 18th. Right, right. So it's not, I wouldn't call it likely, but it's certainly plausible. We are definitely having a deep cold front come through. Temperatures are going to fall instead of being in the 80s during the day and 70s during the day. We're going to spend a lot more time southern Minnesota in the 50s and maybe even the 40s and then northern Minnesota in the 40s and then the 30s and any of those clear nights we would see temperatures falling to or below freezing <laughs> it's a pretty dramatic shift and it's actually a little bit early I mean October we really don't tend to see snow falling throughout the state uh, or you know kind of a snowstorm type event we usually don't see those until November so that would be a bit early but, you know, the weather doesn't care about calendars and doesn't really keep one. But everything that we're seeing right now, and again, this is subject to change because it's the same models that said we were going to be warm, but they show, you know, the majority of the next couple of weeks being cold. You can hope it's not true, but uh, right now it's all we have to go on. And when we compare that with the, the European model, 
story is a little bit different. Um, the European model has that same kind of wintry looking weather system, but uh, puts it maybe 100 miles, 150 miles farther north, leaving us on the warm side of it, which would be a very different scenario. So uh, I wouldn't be placing any bets yet, but uh, we're going to cool down a lot after after the thunderstorms on Sunday evening. And I would expect the coming week to be much cooler and much more late, middle and late fall-like than the previous week. So a reasonably nice day for much of the day tomorrow, at least here in the Twin Cities. Sounds like temperature is low 70s, probably a feel of humidity in the air. What's the timeline for the thunderstorms and the rainfall coming across Minnesota? When does it start and when should it be uh, out of the uh, area? Yeah, it should be a nice day throughout the state until at least early afternoon on Sunday. And then we will start to see uh, rain and thunderstorms developing in the western and western part of Minnesota, three, two, three, four o'clock, and then racing eastward through the evening, maybe lingering in the Arrowhead region until the morning on Monday. But uh, most of the rest of the state should be drying out by you know five, six in the morning, if not earlier, uh, Monday morning. And I would say the Twin Cities area will probably whatever's left of the rain will be moving out by 3 or 4 a.m. So timeline is really, you get a pretty nice day on Sunday, most of the day, Twin Cities area, and, you know, that kind of similar longitudes in Minnesota, so Brainerd, right up into the International Falls area. I wouldn't expect the rain to begin until, you know, after 5, 6, or 7 p.m. So you'll get most of the day in, in, uh, in the eastern half or so of Minnesota. Uh, and yeah, it will be warm. You're right. I mean, temperatures are going to be, you know, potentially into the 80s in southwestern and maybe even into the Twin Cities area. I'd, I'd say most likely we'll see uh, temperatures in the you know 60s and maybe low 70s. But if we get a good pump of uh, warm air coming in, we could we could see the temperatures spike ahead of that cold front. Should be a nice day on Sunday through uh, much of Minnesota. And even though this is not going to shape up to be a major severe weather outbreak by any measure, still not a bad idea to be weather aware on Sunday, correct? Oh, of course. And, you know, remember, any thunderstorm, even if it's not severe, can produce fatal lightning. And so you always want to kind of make sure you've got shelter handy. Uh, if you're outside and you hear thunder, you got to get inside and get to get to a place of safety because, uh, again, lightning doesn't really discriminate as if you're outside, you're vulnerable. So, uh, yeah, be careful. But yeah, you're right. This is not a uh, shaping up to be a blockbuster severe weather event. Well, Kenny, we will enjoy Sunday. We'll let it soak in. We'll feel that warmth and that humidity and then get ready for a pattern change, a big change on Monday and continuing for the foreseeable future. It'll be interesting to see, Kenny, too, as this week plays out, this upcoming week, what the models look like in terms of the chance of that uh, major cyclone that we may be seeing <laughs> <laughs> making yeah. an entree yeah, the, the, next right, weekend. I think <laughs> the big question is going to be, where does it go? And for those of you who wanted to stay warm, or you know, at least hold off the cold air for a while yet, you're rooting for a northern trajectory where it stays you know, in far northern Minnesota or even north of the international border. If you are a snow lover, then you're, you're hoping that that storm next weekend 
comes through strong and a bit farther south and that'll pull more cold air in. I, I could, you know, I'd actually enjoy it if we could just have a regular fall and not have one where people start talking about winter prematurely or anything <laughs> like that. I could go for just something kind of regular for once this year, Jim. Right. I agree, Kenny. And hopefully when we get together again, uh, we will not be talking about snow. So fingers crossed on a northern right. trajectory for that cyclone. So. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes. Well, For Kenny, coaxing it farther north. <laughs> always great talking to you. We'll catch you next week. This is Way Over Our Heads, a weather and climate podcast. I'm Jim Dubois, Kenny Bluenfeld's a climatologist. Enjoy tomorrow and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Yeah, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks so much, Jim.